0: of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash StarTalk today. From the
1: American Museum of Natural History in New York City, and beaming out across all of space and time, this is StarTalk, where science and pop culture collide. Our talk. I'm your host, Neil deGrasse Tyson, your personal astrophysicist, and we have a Cosmic Queries edition, but now it's kind of, they're questions that kind of land in their own category, and so what do you do when you put questions together that belong each in their own category? You get a kind of a grab bag, a kind of a Cosmic Curiosities all mixed together and I got one guy who's really, who's who's a cosmic curiosity himself Paul Mercurio Paul how are you well thanks for being on Absolutely Talk. I've been on your show it. yeah Paul Mercurio show multiple times yeah you're yeah. great so that, well, thank you yeah you say that to all you no 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 <laughs> you
2: you're actually uh, I didn't think you knew much about science but I was surprised <laughs> you actually killed it
1: no I love being on your show because you're curious and you're you know your fans are curious and and I like being amid curious people because then I can fulfill my prime directive as an educator.
3: I,
2: I told my <laughs> wife that if I had you as a science teacher, I'd probably be doing something in science. Really? Because I do think the message is the medium in some level, and the person communicating. And I had this guy, this big hulking bitter guy, was in it thirty years, and he bitter would smoke. Bitter teachers, bitter teachers. He would smoke like, all right, we're gonna make a battery today, and they're like, okay.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> what an exciting thing! <laughs> I, I, I remember
2: eighth grade. I couldn't. I'm like, this is the worst. I got to see in chemistry, but anyway, you, the way you and I know you come on with Stephen Colbert a lot, and I work on the show. He just loves. Right, right.
1: you're the warm up guy.
2: Yeah, and yeah. He, but he he brightens up when you come on. Like in rehearsal. Who do we have in there? Oh, God. That's great. I don't have to do anything. I'll just ask one question. They'll talk for two segments. So you have a
1: big fan over there. Yeah. No, that's excellent. Excellent. Yeah. So you collected all the questions. These I did. These are questions from yes. the, uh, gathered from the internet. Right. Along with now, They're Lindsay. not specifically solicited because they're leftovers, really. Oh, okay. They're like the leftover I'm a leftover podcast. guy. This, this is about right. This what did seems... you want to call this? The, uh, the cosmic... Cosmic catch-all. Catch-all. Cosmic Yeah, ca- yeah the cosmic catch basin. Cosmic trash bin. Co-
2: Paul's, <laughs> how about Paul's Pathetic Leftovers? <laughs> okay. (laughs) (laughs) Paul's
1: pathos. Yeah, exactly. They all have mold on them and everything. No. um, No, the the people, they should be rewarded for asking questions that fit no category. Yeah, and they're very good questions. There aren't enough people like that out there who who walk at a pace that no one sees or understands. (laughs) That's a good way of putting it. No, no, there's a quote from Nietzsche. This is one of my favorite quotes ever. Mm -hmm. Those who were dancing were deemed insane by those who could not hear the music. Whoa, that's heavy. Yeah. I think we should end the show there. <laughs> We're done. I don't think you're gonna anything's gonna stop that. <laughs> think about it. If you're looking through a glass wall yeah. and you don't hear the music, what are people and they're That's so true. They're just jumping up and down <laughs> waving like, their oh. appendages. <laughs> All these people are having seizures apparently <laughs> <There's> seizures. <laughs> and if there's no if you don't know they're playing music and you can't hear the music, yeah. you you think they're insane. It's, it's a it's definitely a good point because So therefore I respect people who think differently. In fact one could define genius that way it's a genius is one who sees what everyone else sees but thinks what no one else has thought
2: were you always like this as a child and i'm not going no. a joke no, <laughs> no no no
1: because you, like you're
2: you're one of the most are you psycho- wor- analyzing me Matt? no 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 i'm
1: just curious see, <laughs> tell yeah, me
2: about your parents
1: that's what this sounds. what what okay go no i
2: i know i'm curious what? because of how w- you're so well versed not just in astrophysics and science but in pretty much everything and i'm just curious. no there's stuff i'm um, plenty of stuff
1: i'm not versed in i just don't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> a huge, huge gaping hole but <laughs> if i don't talk about it you don't know how unversed i am <laughs> that's in it. good pr Yes, yeah, i'm just saying <laughs> yeah
2: no i just anyway no you know to...
1: what it is you know what it
2: is and i mean that as a compliment i'm not trying to be funny yeah
1: I, it's hard to know if you're a compliment. <laughs> no, no i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> carol did i just compliment him he's, ask, he's asking his wife in the peanut gallery
4: yeah was that a carol.
1: compliment of, yeah. of the spectrum of comments that come out of your husband's mouth, that counts as a compliment. <laughs> okay, hate to be in your home. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! All right, no, we got three segments of this. We, right. we got more. We, okay, okay, let's get some first questions going.
2: Okay, all right. Uh, we're starting with our Patreon
1: folks. Patreon uh, yeah. folks, got it, got it, got it, got it. Priority. Thank people, Got to love the priority. Them, right? pe- the priority Patreons.
2: This is John Callahan. Mm-hmm. Is the name Big Bang a misnomer? From what I recall, we don't actually have any evidence the Big Bang started with an explosion like a supernova
1: or a black hole merger. Yeah, so first of all, the Big Bang was a name given to this idea that the universe started in this one primordial explosion. It was given pejoratively to this idea by proponents of what at the time was known as the steady state Mm -hmm. theory. Hypothesis mm-hmm. of the universe, one where the universe always was and always will be, even though it's expanding, it's always been expanding. And matter is spontaneously created in the vacuum to fill in for where space is getting thinner okay. so that you'd always see a universe that looked about the same. This is called the steady state hypothesis. You could f- get that out of Einstein's equations of gravity. That was allowed. Mm -hmm. But another solution was one where we're either collapsing or where we're expanding. All three solutions were allowed. The one with the Big Bang itself, uh, it was an equal competitor to the steady state theory for decades until we finally got some evidence to support the Big Bang. And that was the famous microcosmic microwave background. This is a leftover signal, signature from an explosion that started in one hot primeval fireball. 13.8 Thirteen point eight billion years ago. Thank you, sir. Okay, you don't need me for this. No, that was the only thing I remember. Sure, it was thirteen point eight five. You're showing off now. <laughs> no, no I'm showing off. Okay. Okay. okay, so so it was it was given as a as a as a funny pejorative name, but it stuck. And and mm. if it fits, it fits. Mm. Now it's not clear how much noise it would have made. Because just the expansion of space itself is not, you know, that's not associated with noise. Mm -hmm. And space is vacuum anyway, and Mm -hmm. noise doesn't propagate. So if you don't want to call it the Big Bang, because it was probably made no noise, Mm. (laughs) (laughs) you'd think you'd fix that by now. (laughs) No, you call it uh, the, the. how about the main event? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get the, ready to blow up! <laughs> yeah, I, I think the, the big event, but, you know, yeah. the main event. Well, you've event. talked about laws and
2: theories and what used to be called you laws and You remember that
1: Thank theory. you for that's a, right. That's a subtle point. In, <laughs> you, in the old days, mm-hmm. we come up with an understanding of the universe. A new law has been discovered. That's a very exciting time in science when that happens. And then you learn later on that with better instruments and more tools and deeper thinkers that what you came up with as a law was a smaller subset of a larger understanding. So you don't really, you shouldn't call it a law. Right. It's, it's a, but it works. Right. So we just use the word theory for everything that works now. Right. Well, and, if you, and if you just have an idea that hasn't been tested, we call it hypothesis, Paul's hypothesis. Right, well, okay. there's, there's a lot of those.
2: <laughs> 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 Paul's BS hypothesis. <laughs> but, you know, but there's something Bologna you said. Baloney that- <laughs> hypothesis. hypothesis <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Um, there's something you said in this context. You said, as uh, a quote here, is what happened in the 20th century is that we came to learn that whatever we determined
1: to be true about the universe may only be a subtext of a larger truth. Yeah, that's right. Not that it would later shown to be wrong. Right. So it's not like science goes from one truth to another truth, discarding previous truths. Right. Not the physical sciences, at least. Um, not since the 1600s have we been in that situation. Right. Before the 1600s, that's about when we... Uh, the methods and tools and practices of what we now call modern science were forged. Mm -hmm. Galileo, Francis Bacon, folks said, you know, if you have an idea about how the world works, you should test it. (laughs) It, I don't care how it looks. I don't care what your senses tell you. Come up with an experiment that goes a little beyond your senses or extends your senses. Galileo had a telescope. Uh, Liu and had a microscope. Mm -hmm. You start seeing directions that were previously inaccessible to your sensory system. Right. Your eyes... Your your sense of touch, taste, smell, and so the universe comes to you now, outside of your the experience of your senses, right. and the experiment then becomes the measure of what is true, not whether it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And one of my recent books, the 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 front piece, the I mean the the, what, the epigraph, epigram, epigram or epigraph, I always forget what the, they're called. Uh, uh, I, if you don't know, I'm not going <laughs> to. I just said I just lead I just I just baptize people into this by saying <laughs> the universe is under no obligation to make sense to you
2: yeah but it's it, it's but we're always in a state of subtext then in some
1: way possibly yeah There's some things we might know completely right but uh let it be open enough to say this is a subset of a larger understanding newton's laws of motion and gravity worked right. did he experience anything faster than a running horse well that's or the, you, or you, the gravity of the earth right and so it worked right in fact it got us to the moon and back right but then we have particle accelerators, and we get move yeah. close to the speed of light, and we say, you know, Newton's laws are these weird things So your, your
2: knowledge is limited by what you can do at that time in the
1: 20, in the eighties, correct? 70, and, the, and and Einstein came up with his laws, uh, his theories of right. of mo- of motion and gravity, and we learn that it's a deeper understanding of reality that still has limits. Right. His, you know, where Einstein's theories leave leave us high and dry at the singularity of the black hole and at the singularity of the Big Bang itself. It, 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 it's like dividing by zero. You remember you're not supposed to do that in math class? Oh, right, right. right yeah. Okay, so there's a there's a poster that said, probably a t-shirt by now, that said uh, a black hole, the center of a black hole, that's where God is dividing by zero, right? Okay, <laughs> so I thought that was cute. So so singularities are now the, a frontier of string theorists mm-hmm. and others who are trying to take it to the next level. Got it. Yeah. Just one other thing on this.
2: Hawking said the boundary condition of the universe is that It has no boundary. Is
1: that sort of what you're? That's a way to think about it. I think that's a, it's it's a it's an organizational thought for you. Okay, you can say, what is? uh, Here you go. Ready? Uh, Holding flat earthers aside, Mm -hmm. I assume you agree that Earth is spherical. It depends. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, so if I say to you, uh, start walking and call me when you get to the edge of the Earth. You'll say, I'm not going to do that because Earth has no edge. Right. Meanwhile, you can walk forever and never get to an edge. Right. So what are the boundary conditions of the Earth? Is there an edge? No. Right. There is no edge. Right. So so, and, so you can have things that have no boundaries. They're real. The surface of the Earth is one and of so them. So if you can have that on Earth. It, now you, you go to higher dimensions. Can you can, you, and you can just go, you go to whole other it? places with that. Right. And imagine an entire universe that has no edge right. and no boundary. You can have no boundary in time. We live forever as a universe. There's no boundary at the other end of time. I gotta tell you,
2: I love you. Your job's annoying because there's never an
1: answer at the end of anything. No, we got to. So no, no, no. I take you to places where we don't have answers because that's where things are coolest. Yeah. But there's plenty of stuff we have answers to. No, I, know. Yeah. I the, the age of the earth, where humans came from. I, I got this, uh, okay? Yeah. You know what I like about
2: astrophysics? Is like The names you come up with, other science- we got the coolest names. Well, wait a coolest minute. Coolest names. Other science, like zoology, whatever, it's like Latin phrases. You have like quark- Spooky action in Big Bang. Who's is this we, like Beavis we, and Butthead we, naming these yes, things?
1: Yes, no, we call it like we see them, okay? <laughs> we, we, okay, the, the beginning of space, time, energy in the universe, Big Bang. We're into <laughs> s- s- one syllable communication. <laughs> For people like me to get it. Okay, you, there's a region of space where uh, you fall in, you don't come out, light doesn't come out, black hole, okay? <laughs> <laughs> there's a crater in Arizona made by a meteor, yeah. we call it Meteor Crater. <laughs> Okay. All the other sciences come up with these huge Latin, right, right, Greek-derived right. Fra- words. Cretaceous, e- Paleo, the paleo- paleo- yeah, yeah. deoxyribonucleic. You would ribo- call it dinapocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> <No. laughs> I would say big-toothed animal. <laughs> That's what we call it. Maybe make that noise. <laughs> make it monopoetic. So uh. I think it's why so much of our vocabulary has been absorbed and adopted into the marketing of products. Yeah. Pulsar watches. I don't know if they still make them, but that was a watch. Like oh, Quasar right. brand um, oh, TV. uh, TVs yeah. and, and microwave ovens in the right. old days. But today, uh, I think it's the second, the third highest category of where you draw names from to name cars. Astrophysics? Okay. Yes, yes, Seriously? yes. So no, or science leaning astro. So let's start off. Okay. okay. All right, all right. Aren't you supposed to be asking me questions? That yeah, I questions. Okay, all right, I, right, all right. You, you want me to I, go, I, go I, to it? I count you as a questioner, you're two. Okay, right, so okay. fine. Okay. This counts as Paul's question. No, no, okay. I can go to Paul's the next question. question. I'm sorry. Fine. No. Wait, fine. Do, you, do you want me to ask the next question? No, do- we're doing Paul's question and make everyone pissed off at you. That's oh, I'm fine. sorry. I'm no, done, I'm no, done, I'm no, done. That's fine. I'm done. That's fine. I'm done. we so go to why, the next question. Why? So the, number one in car names, I think are names that don't mean anything. Like the S-Class for Mercedes. Just letters and right. digits and numbers. Right. Okay, the 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 M class and with a number. Okay, right, right. then you have locations right. like uh, Yukon or Denali. <laughs> Tell your right Oh yeah, these are places. That okay, I think third is like science name, science astrophysics name. True, and I made a whole list of them. Is that right? Yes, I got a whole. Let me read. I got it right here in my pocket. Okay. <laughs> Well, okay, give me a second. Pull this up. I swear to God, I'm happy to go to the next question. No, no. I, I, no. I, the, the audience will be pissed here? off at I you. Like that's fine. No, no, They're mad at me. Okay, ready? Uh, okay. Uh, between 1973 and 1975, yeah. Um, what had just finished? What did we just finish doing just before that? Uh, getting rid of Nixon? That, that's true. <laughs> we, just, <laughs> we just finished going to the moon. Yes. The car called the Apollo. Oh. Yes. Well, I forgot about that, yeah. What do forgot you that old? It was a Buick? Uh, of course, General Motors. Okay, and then I got um, 2008 to 2009, the Saturn car company. Whoa! I mean- start there. Okay, <laughs> they had a car called the Astra, which is which is basically star in Latin. Oh. Okay, I got that. But this can go on and on and on. Uh, you tell me when to shut up. Uh, 2005 to current, the Chevy Equinox. I'm taking it. A- Equinox. You didn't your- know that these? Okay. No. Uh, keep going. Here we go. Another one. Uh, Saturn, going back to Saturn, which the car can be does not exist anymore, but Saturn from 2003 to 2007 had the ion. I'm taking it. You say- the ion. <laughs> it's chemistry, but I... We, the, it, the sun is a ball of ionized gas called plasma.
2: Oh, so you're... Good. All stars are ionized. All right, ionized. I'll give you... It's
1: a cousin, really. It's not... You know, but excuse me, most of the universe is ionized. I'm taking it. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not giving that to you. This. Okay, the famous one here, 1962 to 1979, and again... 1985 to
4: 1988,
1: the Chevy Nova. Oh! That was the car we made out in. Oh! Wait, yep, for those only listening, you should say who you were making out with. Oh. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> not you and I. Okay. My wife, Carol... was in the peanut gallery
2: of this studio. Yeah, we went to office. high school together. And you made out... The my Chevy Nova's a, not all that large. We had a Chevy Nova. Okay. And we would uh, go... Okay, to I had a bench front seat. So yeah. You can do, yeah. Yeah, It wasn't yeah, yeah, bucket yeah. seats. Yeah, yeah, You couldn't move the steering wheel He's up, got the though. biggest
1: smile. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think people know that a Nova was a star that had just blown up. I think Chevy, had they known that, they might have found it. <laughs> well, it also means no go. <laughs> no go in Spanish. In Spanish. I got another... 20 cars in this list. I just, a, just want to say, by the air. way, for those this, this, listening, it's
2: proof. He's, he has it on his phone, and he has so many that he's, he must have did about 70 swipes. He just kept going <laughs> just and going and going. All right, plus, we're gonna...
1: Plus, um, ask, ask me what gum I chew. Trident. Nope. Eclipse. Oh, Wait, God, Thank you. you or Orbit. Orbit, I, I prefer the, 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 the harder gum rather than the softer oh. gum. Oh. Right. So- You're really committed to your craft. So, your and art, there's moon glow Bath Beads. You got Celestial Seasonings Tea. You got Milky Way Candy Bar, Mars Candy Bar. Even though that's the name of the family, right. they named it Mars. <laughs> and it's red, okay? <laughs> the packaging is red, I'm taking it. <laughs> You that's all the time we have for today, yeah, know, everybody. We got, one, we got 30 <laughs> seconds left. In the, in the, oh, what, what's the next question? The right, next right question
2: right is from another Patreon uh, fan. Now that
1: Paul blew the entire
2: first segment, One, one, Hive, okay. one Hive Gazette asks mm-hmm. Will space tourism require some fundamentally new technology to make it affordable for everyday
1: people? This is Patrick Follis in Mill Creek, Washington. And we will get to that question in the next segment.
3: It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best.
4: Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here.
3: REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 Brand Spark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated.
5: Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra.
1: edition where it's really a grab bag it's paul's but well, paul mercurio my co-host today yes. thanks for being on paul absolutely from the paul mercurio show
2: yeah podcast. on my podcast and iTunes.
1: iTunes. i've been on it several times yeah. and it's always fun being on there with you thank you um thanks for coming to help oh, me thanks do for start having talk. me
2: i've been a big fan of the show it was really like an honor to be asked to do this and and you collected not out of
1: one category you just you got the dregs of everybody's yeah, questions. Yeah,
2: but I think it's cool because it's like it's a mixed bag. It's fun, you know, it's not just one topic, you yeah, know. Yeah. We've got dark matter.
1: Yeah, I think some, some of them are the best questions, yeah. right? They don't, they don't. They There's several dark march matter. March to a, a, a In, beat of a different drummer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what, what, we have, you, you call this Paul's what? what uh, cosmic...
2: cosmic, uh, uh cosmic catch all.
1: Catch all. Yeah. There you go. Okay. You go. Right. So reread that question before sure. we. Exited that last segment. Uh, this
2: is a Patreon uh, mm-hmm. person, One Hive Gazette. Patrick Follis in uh, Mill Creek, uh, Washington, asks, will space tourism requires some fundamentally new technology to make it affordable for everyday people?
1: Yeah, so that's a really good question. What's interesting about access to space is, if you remember your Econ 101, we think the demand is completely elastic, Okay. And an elastic demand would be if you drop the price, more people will do it. If you raise the price, fewer people will do it. But there's always a demand at a price, Mm -hmm. okay? That's one of the measures of whether something is elastic. If it's inelastic, it doesn't matter what price you charge, everyone has to buy it, and you can drive some people bankrupt or whatever. But elastic is like most products, you want them to be elastic. It's a healthy economy, okay? So tourist seats have already been sold on the space station by the Russians because the Americans wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And how much were they? They were $20 million. Why wouldn't we do it? Because it was not our... We, that's not how we roll. Okay. It was America. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not for for our greatest of frontier. No, so for example, we have the right stuff. <laughs> if you could just buy the right stuff, it ain't the right stuff. Yeah, right, so okay. our image of going into space okay. had some of that yeah, you wanna, right you, stuff. You don't want to sully it, right? Okay. Yeah. You don't sell, Yeah, okay. exactly. I think that was... That no one would say that, but I think that was part of it. But don't you think it's inevitable that- No, yeah, wait, I'm getting there, I'm getting there. It's right, exactly. Sorry. Sorry. No, no, no. Don't apologize for interrupting me. This is New York. <laughs> <laughs> if you interrupt me, that's my only evidence that you're paying attention to me, okay? I'm sorry, who are you again? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so So you can drop the price. So if, if you made it 10 million, mm-hmm. uh, there might be 10 people who will go up. If you have a billion dollars, 10 million is lunch money, right, there are a lot of billionaires today. Yeah. Make it 1 million, Then you have all the, like, 100 millionaires, okay? So, there, as you go down the economic ladder, the number of people who I think would be interested in this would continue to grow. Plus, I bet, I don't know your budget, I don't know what you do on holiday, I'm not gonna ask, but I bet you would save two years of holiday expenses to go on one space trip. Absolutely. And you stay home and watch TV and all the other holidays when you might have gone to Aruba or th- whatever. Th- does
2: my wife have to come?
1: <laughs> yes. She's in the room now. The answer is can yes. Can I
2: go on a craft called Nova?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I so I think there's a price that you can, you just keep doing this. Then, if there's a price below which it can't go, mm.
4: you
1: make a lottery. Oh, interesting. Yes. Yes. So let's say you can't get it below a million dollars. Right. So you sell a million lottery tickets for a dollar. You could do that every single time. How low? Every do you- single seat will go for a dollar. Well, you can sell for a dollar, and right. you get the one person, and that's the million, the, the ten million dollars it pays for that one person's seat. You could, you could do that every time. How I'm low do you it. think this the price could go realistically? It's tough. It's it's space. tough getting into space. Yeah. it really is. Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't know. It's tough. Do you trust the technology on the
2: private side to get it right and do
1: it right? Do you, you mean people- to not kill you? Yes. Uh, no, people will die. That's what happened with the first airplanes. People die. Right now, people. You're a bad commercial for this. <laughs> no, it's just how this works. Go to space, die. die no, no. Go to space first, die. Okay. <laughs> At said, least you went. People said, uh, if Elon Musk, you know, has a, a spacecraft to Mars, would you take his the first spaceship? I said no. I wait till after he sends his mother. Okay. <laughs> wait and brings her back, right? If he can do that, then I'm going on the trip. I'm bringing oh, the fan. God. Get a good Netflix account. And and, (laughs) and occupy the nine months to get there. Listen, I believe in science.
2: If you if you can make Disney in Disney World affordable, then I know we got something. Yeah. So I think
1: I think you'd have to do lottery if the ticket doesn't come down to the thousand dollar vacation that we would all take, paying for an airplane and rental car and a hotel to go to a beach. You're dropping anywhere between one and five thousand dollars for a family Mm -hmm. um, that you might have saved up to do, and I don't see it coming that. Getting that cheap, I, I don't see that happening. To me, it's come faster than I thought it would.
2: I mean, there was talk about, It seemed like it just talked about a few years ago, and suddenly, like we're close to making this happen.
1: Yeah, and so as a thing, we'll, we'll watch the rich people do it first. By the way, rich people were the first to fly in airplanes. Just let This That's is how. Point. You know. That's a good point. The first president to do it—that was headline news. President flies in an
2: airplane. Okay. Quick prediction, and we'll move on. How many
1: carry-ons am I allowed? Uh, <laughs> I think um, you. M- the, right now, yeah. access to orbit costs $10,000 a pound, no matter what it is. Whoa. Yes. So I can't do that
2: fake, I have an emotional problem, can I bring my dog? I, well, then you pay
1: $10,000 a pound for your dog. Jesus. So a lot of chihuahuas are on this trip. <laughs> <laughs> Forget <laughs> <laughs> you have the bloodhound you, and, the, and, the, and the Great Dane. You have
2: great day on a Great Dane on a weight loss program. You want to go to
1: space? Run. <laughs> no, it ain't happening. No. So ten thousand dollars a pound. Elon Musk is trying to get that down, yeah. but I don't think he's going to get it to a thousand dollars a pound. And, and what do you weigh? One hundred and fifty pounds. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so there will be one hundred fifty thousand right. dollars. Way less than a million. Yeah. But yeah. And and I bet if you weighed one hundred and sixty, but you could drop to one hundred and fifty. You do that to save the ten thousand dollars, absolutely, to go into space. So, yeah.
2: I'd go on naked just to save the weight on clothes. <laughs> um, all right, we're gonna, So you
1: talk about carry-ons? There better be some. That be some. That'd be some seriously <laughs> right. important right. carry-on. Can okay? I take my bowling ball on? It's that's, that's
2: gonna cost you fifteen thousand dollars. Right. No. Oh, God. All right, we're gonna go on to. Uh, Another bowling would be hard
1: in space. By (laughs) the way, just (laughs) if if we're going there,
2: leave your bowling ball at home. If
1: you get a strike in space and you don't hear it, did it happen? Uh, If you got a strike in space and you didn't hear it, you'd be bowling in a vacuum with a spacesuit on, and that would be weird. We would we would make a place where there's air, (laughs) and you could breathe. Okay. We would do that for you and your bowling ball. I All love right. You.
2: Okay. And one other thing, real quick. I saw you were talking about something, and you talked about the movie Gravity, and you made the point that Sandra Bullock's bangs. The bangs did not, always pointed down. It's hilarious. The bangs
1: knew where gravity which was. was. They, everything's floating around. Uh, everything floating <laughs> around. The bangs didn't budge. I, that that angered me for <laughs> and irrationally. And I'm whoever sorry. cut
2: it like immediately went to her face and just she looked great. You're right. They were down. They were perfect. They were straight. Everything around her. Now, no
1: now, was I was I wrong to to go there?
2: No, you no, were
1: totally wrong. No, right. Here's my thing. Here's my let me just let me just defend myself for the moment. If you look at any picture of somebody in space who has long hair, the first thing you notice is that the hair is everywhere that's the first thing that's a good point yeah. the first the women who go up with all their long hair and they don't tie it in the yeah. thing st- sticking straight
2: up is that why kelly the bald guy he's bald? he wants to keep you guessing <laughs> if he's in space or if he's on a sound stage mark, <laughs> mark, mark kelly mark kelly mark, yeah, one of the, the, the twins, twins I, right? which yeah, one. I
1: think it might be scott i don't know I yeah, scott, yeah. scott which one did we interview on star talk we had um one one of those two twins mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh we had the better looking one mm-hmm. apparently that's yeah. as he introduced himself <laughs> scott kelly i think it was uh he yeah maybe he had long dreadlocks <laughs>
4: <laughs> i'm gonna
2: i'm gonna screw it there i'm gonna be fooling that photo exactly. let me let me mess with them um all right so we're gonna yeah. go on to uh another patreon uh mm-hmm. supporter uh one hive gazette uh, this is uh this is this is the same uh, gentleman this is uh
1: It's getting two questions in there. All right, dark
2: matter seems to be a placeholder for unexplained gravitational forces in the universe. Is it possible that our understanding of gravity is incomplete? Could gravity work differently on galactic scales?
1: Not likely. It's an excellent question. First, it's not so much a placeholder. Mm
4: -hmm.
1: It is a placeholder, but it's not. We measure this thing out there, and we don't. that has gravity associated with it, and we don't know what it is. Come up with a name. Call it something. Call it Fred. I don't <laughs> care what you call it. It's a thing. Right. It's got gravity. We measure its gravity. It right. interacts with matter
4: mm-hmm.
1: by gravity. Mm-hmm. So we happen to call it dark matter, and everyone's thinking, oh, is it matter? Is it? It's really dark gravity. Oh. Dark matter implies you know, ma- you know, it's matter. Mm-hmm. We would label it correctly. Just like the Big Bang, we'd have to call it the Big Event. Right. The silent, <laughs> the silent movie. Event. The main event. Uh, if it didn't make any sound, uh, would, dark gravity is the accurate thing we should be calling it, mm-hmm. and we don't know what it is, but we can calculate it with it, and you put it in the equations, and it works. There's a term. Here's the extra grav, the extra stuff, dark, the, the dark matter. Is it
2: eighty five percent or something like
1: that? Yeah. It- it, uh, so eighty five percent of all gravity in the universe is of unknown origin. Gravity that we measure. So, yeah, it could be that we need a deeper understanding of gravity on larger scales. But we have examples of colliding galaxies. Mm -hmm. And you can run the numbers on it. And regular gravity accounts for that. And then you throw in dark matter to account for some other things that are going on. Mm -hmm. So I don't, we think it's not that right yeah how slow oh, by the way there is there is a there is a sub cottage industry of people who think we just have to modify gravity modify Newtonian gravity and they abbreviated that MOND modified Newtonian and they called mond the mond people mm-hmm. you type mond in wiki you'll get all this description of taking newton's gravity and adding a term to it for large scale uh, thing, and that you can fit a few things, but there's some things you can't fit right with it. So we think it's we think it's something else that we simply don't know what it is.
2: well, you said you you this is something you said. you don't know if it's made of matter. It's a misnomer to send people in thought
1: directions. That's not the right path. I don't say it's not the right path. it's 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 you don't want to mislead you don't want to prejudge what it could be because then people use the word and then they get caught up in the word. And then the word becomes the thing rather than the idea. Are you a wimp? A wimp proponent? Uh, a weakly interacting massive yeah. particles? Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, yeah, sure. The, uh, the possibility of what role they could play in the universe? Right. They do you play? Sure. Right. I mean, in the universe, astrophysics, we're open to anything. Is there? A- we're we are so ignorant of so much stuff. We just take any. You got an idea? Bring it on, and 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 give us ways we might test it, and we'll test it.
2: Is there a process of elimination? Is there like, are you all? Oh like yeah, you crossing up, things off the list. You want to come up with a, a
1: hypothesis that has enough detail in your predictions that we can rule it out if we make the experiment. If you just say, "Oh, it could be just something that's there when you don't look at it," but then it's there for the, then give me a prediction. If you don't have a prediction, you're not. It's not useful. Okay. So. Their hypotheses that are put on the table, the, the more f- fuzzy wuzzy they are, the less useful they are and you just discard them. It's the ones that say, if this is idea is correct, you should find this if you look in that direction. And then we do it, we find it, hey, you're onto something. Give me another prediction. Up, <laughs> oh, that failed. Right. Okay. Right. Should you modify your hypothesis? Or And by the way, if your predictions keep coming right, right. we elevate your hypothesis to a theory. Oh. That's how you get the theory of gravity. You get quantum theory, you get relativity theory, you get um, evolutionary theory. These are ideas that started out as an hypothesis, elevated to a working understanding of how the universe works that has predictive value.
2: Is it it possible that our understanding of gravity is so vague that my bathroom scale could be off? So that I'm actually lighter than I am. That's the
1: part of gravity we understand precisely. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. All right. Yeah, I'm just uh, saying. Uh, All
2: right.
1: Okay, we're gonna move on. Another. Talk- oh, by the way, mm-hmm. people don't talk about this because of the centrifugal force of the rotating Earth. Mm-hmm. You weigh less on the equator than you do on the nor- on the pole because the Earth is trying to spin you off, and so you actually weigh a little less at the equator. Oh. You weigh less here than you do in Canada. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Not only that, Earth is slightly wider at the equator than it is at the pole, so you're farther away from the center of the Earth. Mm -hmm. So you weigh less for that reason as well. You also weigh less because you are immersed in a fluid called air. There's a buoyancy that you have in air. Air is a fluid? If it takes the shape of its container, it's a fluid. You can have liquids and gases or fluids. Mm-hmm. And so fluid dynamics, which is an entire branch of physics and engineering, mm-hmm. involves the movement of things that would that are would take so the movement of, of water mm-hmm. around bridge embankments, the movement of air over the the wings of planes. It's all it's all fluid dynamics. So so, so where, why did I talk about that? Where was, where was I going with this?
2: Um, because I asked you if the laws of gravity are so vague
1: that my scale could be Yeah, wrong. yeah, no, sorry. That's, oh, yeah, you started. We <laughs> just, need to be an idiot. So, I'm saying, so here's, here's how to go. On the equator where you get the centrifugal forces. Right. Uh, you weigh a little less than you would, than, Santa Claus would weigh less on the equator than on the North Pole. <laughs> okay. Okay. And you also weigh less on the equator because Earth is slightly wider at the equator uh-huh. than it is pole to pole. All right. And you'd also weigh less... If you went to a mountaintop, because you're farther away from Earth center than if you went down in a in a mine, okay. for example.
2: Carol, we're moving to an equator. I want to be able to. Eat moving what I to a eat. mountain on an equator. equator. Now there we're you talking. Go. Now you're talking.
1: Pizza every day. Get you six ounces. <laughs> <for> whatever. <laughs> uh, when we come back with Paul Mercurio on Star Talk, we're gonna do more cosmic queries from the dust. Price and participation may vary, cannot be combined with
5: any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
4: Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation.
0: Hey, we want to shout out the following people who support us on Patreon and help us as we make our little journey through the cosmos. Valentin Elizalde, Wilson Teixeira, and Julia Leschik. Thank you so much, guys, for supporting us. And if you want your name shouted out, go to Patreon and support Star Talk Radio
3: bringing space and science down to earth you're listening to star talk
1: Curio on loan from the Paul Mercurio show. Did did you allow yourself to be loaned <laughs> I, I, out to us? Okay, you have to check the authorities I, yeah, on that one.
2: I bought myself a car service and everything. <laughs> yes, yeah. uh, yeah, so I got permission to be out just for the day. Just for the day, yeah. they let
1: you out. I said, please, it's Neil. They're like, all right. And you brought your wife. She's in the, in the studio with I us did. here. My, welcome. Tell me my, your name again. Carol. Carol, yeah. welcome to... Star talk. Yeah. So you got some more questions for me. Let's I go. Do. From uh, the dustbin. We, uh,
2: we're going, uh, we're sticking with dark matter. Mm-hmm. Um, this is Kale Honeyset, mm-hmm. Instagram. Do you think that once dark matter, dark matter is discovered and understood, would
1: it actually help in space travel? So I'm going to answer a bigger question than that. Almost, oh, by the way, we've already discovered dark matter. We just don't know what it is. Okay. So let me, what she means that there is, once we know what dark matter is made of, Okay. We've already discovered it. It's there.
2: Can we then use it? Okay. By the way, it, there's a
1: long history of discovering things that we don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's this is not a first time you discover something.
2: The Kardashians.
1: Okay. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Why am I watching this? Exactly. How did, How did this come about? How did this come about? That the dark matter forces <laughs> operating <laughs> on our culture. That's the eighty-five percent. That's the eighty-five <laughs> percent. Uh, so once we find out what it is, I can say more broadly that practically every scientific discovery there ever was when you have enough clever engineers and other folks in the pipeline mm-hmm. we find a way to apply it to our everyday lives in this case maybe space travel maybe mm-hmm. we can exploit its existence as we move through space maybe we can isolate a dark matter particle here on earth and use it for you know walking through walls mm-hmm. dark matter doesn't interact with ordinary matter in ordinary ways, mm-hmm. in fact, it it moves through it as though it's not there at all. It's but a how do
2: we know thing. that if we don't know what it is?
1: Oh, because we can see. Oh, because we can see. You can log the behavior of things. Effects of things. Okay. Exactly. Okay. So you say, here's this region of space. We don't see any matter. No light is coming out. Except stuff is getting attracted to it.
2: Must be it's, it's stuff
1: that gets moves through it unimpeded with its speed. So I'm attracted to it, yet it's not slowing me down. I'm not plowing into anything. Right. So dark matter and, quote, regular matter can move through each other with no effect at all. So yeah. maybe that's how you can make ghosts. Maybe this, these are the spirits of all the dead people. Do, you believe, up into in, the do universe. you believe in any of that? No. Next <laughs> 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 what, question. What, 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 okay, there's just, been about 100 billion people ever born on earth, maybe a little less, like Mm -hmm. 80 billion. Mm. So, and we got about 7 billion here now. So let's, 80 billion minus seven, uh, what did it get you down to? So that's 73 billion Mm -hmm. uh, ghosts out there. So first, that's a lot of ghosts. People said, oh, "Do you believe in ghosts?" No, because there'd be so many of them. There'd be, there'd be ten times as many ghosts as there are people. You'd have to have it's high like they'd be so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> it's like get out of here. I'm busy.
2: Everywhere you turn, there's a ghost. <laughs> there's
1: a ghost. <laughs> Enough with the ghosts already. <laughs> Great Caesar's ghost. Okay? I don't. So, um, where where was I? Before you. you oh, keep we were talking about seventy ghosts million ghosts. So Seventy-three million <laughs> ghosts. So here's the thing: the total number of humans ever born doesn't amount to that much mass. There's way more mass in the universe in dark mm-hmm. matter than ever could be equaled by the ghosts of dead people, so you can't appeal to the ghosts of dead people or lost socks <laughs> in the in the in the in the in the washing machine, space time continuum, <laughs> like
2: Jerry Seinfeld thing where the sock is up against the dryer wall and trying to get out. Um, all right, next we, question. We okay, uh, right. have. Uh, by the way, on this dark matter thing, real quick, the the, the idea that you can't define it we don't know what it is that's a good way to scare kids like if you don't go to bed dark matter's going to get you you'd like freak them out
1: oh Did you ever think about that no i didn't All right. Actually, do okay. you have kids <laughs> yes
2: we do how old are they i'm not sure <laughs> I'm trying not to get too close um okay. okay we're gonna we're gonna move away from dark matter okay. we've got a few of those mm-hmm. uh this is from uh mike parker facebook when something explodes in space as is shown on numerous tv
1: shows and movies is there really a shock wave in a vacuum so you, good question okay mine. so this person clearly knows there's no sound to move mm-hmm. you only get a shock wave if energy is moving through a medium Okay. And so, example of a medium. Oh, anything. Used. Okay. Yeah, anything. Okay. It's how bombs work. A bomb works because it creates a shockwave that moves through air, then walls, then your flesh. Ghosts. Okay. I haven't seen experiments on ghosts yet. There's
2: 73 million <laughs> of them. You
1: should get on it. No, billion. A billion, yes, sorry. Okay. <laughs> wow, I screwed that up. <laughs> sorry, go ahead. So, uh, so it goes through these mediums. Um, and so uh, generally in a supernova, mm-hmm. which is some of our best shock waves in the universe, the star that was once there had shed a lot of gas into the vacuum of space. And deep down is where you get the explosion. And so the explosion happens sending a shockwave rippling through the gas that it had spread out into space. You see these beautiful photos of these terribly disturbed uh, gaseous regions. The shockwave had blown through it. By the time it gets out the other end of the uh, of the material, mm-hmm. then the, the shockwave can't propagate. So it, what it does is it accelerates particles at the end with that leftover energy. You get very high-moving, uh, fast-moving particles. It's a fun thing. Is this where Newton's third law comes into it? Newton's effect, third law always comes in. Mm. <laughs> 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 oh, just there, but not with you? <laughs> yeah, Newton's I'm, laws apply everywhere every two, at all times. All times? Yes. Okay. yes. yes. Right. My, yes. Ass
2: put, my butt is pushing down on the sea. And it and pushes, pushes back. back exactly. So
1: you have this energy moving through, and it needs to manifest. And at the edge of the edge of the gas, you get this acceleration. It happens at the edge of the sun as well. You get these accelerating particles at the edge of the sun. Okay. Very cool. Really? Yeah. It's part of the solar wind, actually.
2: Does any of the stuff that happens on Star Trek, is any of that true? Because, I mean, I I learned I
1: learned Klingon, so I hope it's not a waste you
4: of my time. You did learn Klingon. You're in the club. <laughs> wow. No, I didn't
1: learn Klingon. I said, no, I'm going to use my brain for other things. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> wow. I knew enough back then that that's how I should be using my brain. <laughs> All, right. All right, we're going to do Oh, one. by the way, the, the, the photon torpedoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the or the phasers the the ship phasers yeah. that shoot forward yeah if they're directing their energy to the ship in front of them you should not see them from the side oh. there's no energy coming out it's from like the side.
2: when the it's like when the speedometer is on your windshield in a really fancy car you can only see it straight on
1: uh oh this because it's in a in, well okay that's because it doesn't let you see it from the side because it's in a it's in a s- cylindrical cavity Oh, only, only the digital ones. Oh, so what they do is they have a like a, a, a polarized screen, so oh. only the driver would see it. you can do all that, but that's not why this is the case. When you see when you see a laser through the air, mm-hmm. it's because air is reflect particles in the air are reflecting like, the laser light oh. to you on the side. Right. But if it's Starship against Klingon ship mm. in the vacuum of space, mm. and you send a light beam forward, you have no idea the light beam is there. Got it. Yeah. You
2: said that about Rudolph's red nose, that it doesn't emit light, it refle- it's reflecting.
1: Oh, it would reflect light, but let's we can allow it to emit light. Why do you know everything I've ever written or said? This is know. a little spooky. I'm just you, supposed to know stuff. This, if, is, this if I'm is bordering gonna, if nice, on... I'm sorry! This is bordering on... What's the word you have? Uh, uh, um, Groopy. No, no I'm, I'm interested
2: in your stuff, and I feel like I should know <laughs> something if you're nice enough to have me here.
1: All right. Uh, which oh, by the way, again? we okay. Going? We 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 are at the five minute mark, which means we have to go Speed? into lightning round. Okay, here we go. Okay, so that means I, I will answer every question, and I will uh, with, say a, with a no, with a sound bite.
2: Okay, okay, and then I will mm-hmm. move. It gives me action.
1: training for when I'm on the evening news. Because they, <laughs> they only want sound okay. bites out of me anyway. Okay, I, let's I hit feel the like this is a
2: game show. This is for a car. There we go. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, okay. Brian Amro, Facebook. Hi Neil. Can you please talk about why scientists are so intent on catching? neutrinos on Earth, and what they can tell us about the universe. Thank
1: you in advance. Excellent. So every nuclear process that goes on in the center of the sun and the center of every star, every uh, every nuclear event that happens has neutrinos associated with it. So for every hydrogen atom that becomes helium, every, becomes a helium atom, mm-hmm. there's a neutrino emitted. And neutrinos are hard to block. In fact, they exit the sun without any trouble at all. And so neutrinos are the signposts of intense nuclear activity wherever you happen to be looking. And we think that there's a neutrino blast from the early universe when the universe was formed. And we we want to create neutrino telescopes that could see that. Mm -hmm. This would be, for neutrinos, what the cosmic microwave background was for the Big Bang. And the rest of our understanding of the big bang. This would take us even farther back in time. So, neutrinos—they, they they're where the action is. I'm sorry, that's not
2: the correct answer. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for playing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, we're going to Miriam Sisolm. I'm sorry if I'm butchering that. That's uh, right. Instagram. Chuck Nice is usually
1: here. And messes up every word. At every
2: present, word. how accurately can we intercept possible signals from intelligent aliens? Excellent. Here's the problem.
1: Uh, let's say you assert that they're going to communicate in this frequency. Mm-hmm. So now you build a, a particular frequency. Now you build a telescope. Doesn't it
2: matter on their cell plan? They it's have? exactly. International. <laughs> Is it
1: 3G or 4G? <laughs> so, so now I'm going to listen on that frequency, but which way am I going to point the telescope? I'm going to point it this way. Right. Suppose they're giving me a message on a different frequency. Well, oh, I could listen to that. Well, oh, how about a different frequency from that? Suppose they're not in that direction. Suppose they're behind you. Are we eliminating Suppose they sent the message 10 minutes ago before you started listening.
2: Right, you were in the shower, you didn't this hear it. This is
1: called the parameter space of communication. <laughs> and are they using your frequency at your time from that direction? And if it, it all has to match up. So you need a, a, a detector that can listen to all frequencies. You need to look in all directions and you need to look at for all of time. And we don't have that. We don't, we're not there. Yeah. We're not there. Are we working toward that real quick? It's hard. Okay. It's hard. Plus, suppose they sent us a message and it came during the Roman Empire and no one caught the message because they didn't invent radio waves, discover radio waves yet, and then nobody sends back a signal, they might conclude there's no sign of intelligent life on Earth. Yet you had the entire Roman Colosseum and statues and what we call intelligence. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, just no okay. <laughs> okay. okay let's get some more in uh, yes luke these little inter- answers are too long i gotta get make them even shorter go luke, luke the inventor
2: instagram do you think if people traveled closer to the edge of the universe with a huge telescope they would be able to see past it to the other side and will they see a giant fetus and then an old man in a white bedroom what does that mean no i'm just kidding <laughs> that was my question. uh space odyssey uh yes uh if you travel with a huge telescope edge uh, we'd be able to see past it to the other side, and what
1: would they see? We are bound by the horizon established by the speed of light. And so, if you could travel faster than the speed of light, you could then get ahead of the signal mm. that came from your past, and then see things blew in the my past. mind. <laughs>
4: okay. No, seriously, say <laughs> that right again. But right now,
1: we don't know how to go faster than light. Right. We don't have wormholes or anything. So you're stuck in your present, or, and in your future. But the moment you can travel faster than light, you can get ahead of the light beam that you created in your past and be able to see your life unfold before your eyes. Next. I don't know if I'd want to see that. Um, <laughs> I don't uh, know what you've been into, okay. <laughs> Shava Bello
2: at Emily Luris, Instagram. What obstacles do you think space
1: tourism will face? Here's one no one talks about, okay? I send you up in space, you are weightless. How many of us have experienced being weightless? None of us. By the way, it's the experience you get on an amusement park ride, except more so. Mm. And so in space, if you throw up, all your vomit continues to float in the air and doesn't go into a splatter diagram on the ground. Okay, (laughs) you ever go, you see, you know, 3 a.m. You take the fun
2: out of everything.
1: <laughs> you walk the streets outside of bars, the throat pattern is very clear. Okay. It's very,
2: they are different, a, but they're all said generally. Yeah, guy. they're
1: all different, <laughs> but they have, the, the, there's a general, <laughs> recurring, geometric <laughs> pattern. pattern. Okay. There's always some carrots in there in the middle somewhere. <laughs> all right. <laughs> that he ate seven years You ago. know that, right. So, <laughs> so we trust gravity to gather the, th- the vomit in one place. Right. But in space, when you're in zero G, it's everywhere. So if you have all these <laughs> newbie tourists throwing up everywhere, it will smell, it'll get in your
0: hair, it would just be but nasty. But don't you have to
2: put them in a centrifuge and get them all like that thing and get them used that to it? That gives you extra gravity when you're in cent- you when you're centrifuge. You see how I did the astrophysics thing? I went You did the sound thing that
1: you would not hear in space. Right. So. <laughs> you really do ruin everything. Okay. I, All
2: right. okay. Give me one last one real right. quick. Okay, uh, Julian Garcia. Okay, we know where the center of the
1: galaxy is, but does anyone know where the center of the universe is? Ooh. There is the, there is no center of the universe. The center is, in fact, everywhere. You want the center of the universe? Go back in time. Me. 3.8 billion years. <laughs> Ask my wife. I, I tweeted that one. I said... Um, there is no center of the universe so you can't be it (laughs) okay (laughs) that's great (laughs) so if you want to think of a center of the universe you have to go back in time when we were smaller 13.8 billion years ago when all the universe was in the same place at the same time think of that as the center but then we're all at the same place at the same time so now as we expand the center of the universe is everywhere Mm -hmm. yeah and that place is like a fraction no no i'm just saying it is now everywhere. That center of the universe is now the entire universe, because we were all in the same place at the same time. Now that being said, just because a thing exists doesn't mean it has to have a center. Where is the center of Earth's surface? Tell me. Uh, the corner of eighty eighth and Clark <laughs> Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, we got to end it there. <laughs> Paul from the Paul Mercurio Show. Yes. Thanks for having... I'm glad. Thanks for coming to our show. Oh, thank you for having me. This is really, really and you, you fun. And you've got to have the coolest gig in the world, warming up the audience for Stephen Colbert. Yeah. CBS at uh, Sullivan Theater. Yeah, it's a really cool theater. Yeah, it's, and it's fun. always good to see you there. The, the several times I've been on the yeah, show, yeah, try to yeah. come by
2: and say hi. And yeah. I've got a, they've been nice enough to have been on the show a few bunch of times too. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been Stephen and I go back to the Daily Show together. So oh, cool. It's uh, it's it's really great to see how the shows like come together you know, yeah yeah exactly and, and, and he um, found his, his his groove yeah, yeah, yeah. you know because he's not a stand-up he's that's mm-hmm. not his thing and he really like he got he got it he yeah. got it yeah and you're always so great on the show oh thank Daily you the show colbert thank oh you. no I'm t- it is a high compliment and by the know. way like you, Could you know, see them all oh yeah yeah you know because uh, you know when a guest is like the staff hangs out around the tv i don't i'm not a big fan <laughs> of yours <those>, but um <laughs> no they do and like Mm. You, know, you know you you work on it sometimes people are gonna be who's on the show today i'm like i don't know like <laughs> okay. get, it's like a job right? right but like i just you should know that like okay, well, it's, oh like,
1: neil's on and everybody's standing around well the thank TV. you i try to say something interesting about the universe and i'm glad sometimes it absolutely. All right. absolutely all right absolutely we're, right we're done there I, you've been listening to possibly even watching star talk and i your host neil degrasse tyson as always with you